Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Wednesday, February 7th. In the beginning was the Word. Today's scripture reading is found in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, from the First Nations Version, which once again is an indigenous translation of the New Testament that hopefully you're enjoying. I continue to appreciate the resonance between Native American culture and Hebrew culture, which is why I keep visiting this. Hopefully, you'll hear it fresh. Long ago, in the time before all days, before the creation of all things, the one who was known as the Word was there, face to face with the Great Spirit. This Word fully represents Creator and shows us who He is and what He is like. He has always been there from the beginning, for the Word and Creator are one and the same. Through the Word, all things came into being, and now one thing exists that He did not create. This is God's Word. Before diving into the first great I Am spoken by the mouth of Jesus in John's Gospel with its paired sign performed by the hand of Jesus, we're hitting the pause button. A pause button leading not into silence, but into the words of John's prologue to the Gospel, along with those seven I Ams and those seven signs. Mark's Gospel narrative dives right into the waters of the ministry of John the Baptist, into the waters of the Jordan, as Jesus is baptized along with all the others who responded to John's message. And then he's off and running into the wilderness testing, and then the Galilean ministry before that final journey up to Jerusalem. I think it's N.T. Wright that says Mark's Gospel is the gospel for those who are in a hurry. Matthew's Gospel is in no hurry at all and leads off with a list of 42 names in a royal genealogy that's more than likely intended to serve as Jesus' royal lineage through his legal human father, as was supposed, Joseph. And when he does get the story rolling, it's in the preamble of a birth narrative spanning the angelic announcement to the confused and conflicted Joseph to the Magi visit to a paranoid king and to a troubled city, to the subsequent flight of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph to Egypt and back again. Luke backs it up even further with an extremely long first chapter. Actually, the extremely long first chapter length is, well, that's our doing later on since we're the ones who organized this text into chapters. Suffice to say that Luke chapter 1 could at least be two or perhaps three chapters. It's long. That first chapter very much hails back to the first pages of Samuel with its recounting of that prophet's birth. Here, it's the birth of John the Baptist, followed by that of Jesus, followed by his naming and presentation in the temple, followed by his youth, followed by his own genealogy of Jesus that diverges from that of Matthew, with most explaining that divergence as evidence that Luke is tracing the natural human line through the unnamed mother, as per Jewish custom, as opposed to the more official royal lineage we find in Matthew. So Mark dives right in while Matthew and Luke offer birth narrative 
prologues, accompanied by genealogies. John doesn't dive right in either. John has his own prologue, though this one has no birth narrative filled with notices of prophetic fulfillment or women singing, as well as no human genealogy demonstrating Jesus' family origins. No, John's prologue centers on what we might call Jesus' divine genealogy, the genealogy of the Word that became flesh and dwelt among us. For John, the story of Jesus doesn't start with John the Baptist, though this will be the ground zero of his narrative when he does get into it. Nor does it start with Abraham, as it does with Matthew's genealogy. Nor does it start with Adam, as it does with Luke's genealogy. No, for John, it starts before the first words of Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Yes, before that, back to when there was nothing but God, the Creator, the Divine. And there it begins with the word, the vocalizing, realizing expression of all that God was and is and will be. There it begins with him. Long ago in the time before all days, before the creation of all things, the one who was known as the word was there face to face with the great spirit. This word fully represents creator and shows us who he is and what he is like. He's always been there from the beginning, for the Word and the Creator are one and the same. Through the Word, all things came into being, and not one thing exists that He did not create. Yes, this is where we will pause before diving in. We pause in this prologue, not just in these three first lines of it, but line by line in all 18 of them. As we do, I'll no doubt be sharing a few things, unpacking a few things, but mostly we just need to hear it and then allow it to unpack us. So as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder. Take a moment to read the prologue to John's Gospel, that's John 1, 1 through 18, in your favorite translation bask in it for just a bit. Let his words run over you, through you. What do you hear? Beyond you analyzing them, how might these words seek to analyze and unpack you? Through the word, all things came into being, and not one thing exists that he did not create. Lord, let this be the lens through which I encounter my world this day, especially those things and people that I see as less than divine or good or blessing. Through your mercies. <laughs>